It can be scary sometimes entering into broken spaces, entering into new dynamics that we may retract from or that may bring up certain ideas or feelings or memories. Often we react in the world and we see the opposite of this in the early church. As Christians by population began to swell throughout the Roman and Greek world, they began to look at different customs and traditions with new eyes through a Christ lens. Christmas is one of the fairly newer holidays, Passover and Epiphany are ancient Christian and Hebrew practices. But Christmas didn't come about until sometime in the early third century. Yesterday was the shortest day of the year, the solstice. And beginning today, we get a little bit more light and a little bit more and a little bit more and we keep leaning in until it's sunny until 9 o'clock at night in the middle of summer. And so this has happened the world over. This is just a, a cosmic event because we live on a planet and we have a star that gives us light. And so these ancient, dare I say, pagans, or perhaps early amateur astronomers, they would see these movements in the heavens and their scientists and their doctors and their holy people and shamans and others began to create feast days and feast seasons. And the Romans called this day Saturnalia. And they would celebrate. And there would be great joy because the darkness was coming to an end. And even though they knew there would still be darkness for quite a while because the light only increases by so much. They knew that at this point, they had moved forward into the space where promise will increase, but it takes faith to journey into those spaces. And so the Christians looked around and they thought to themselves, well, these pagans sure are having a good time, and how come we can't get in on the act? You know, we love Jesus, and all and what can we do? So I guess probably a couple bishops got together. I don't know the full story. It's just where I'm going to add a little, a little bit. And they got together and they figured, well, Jesus was probably born sometime in spring, which is what they say. But symbolically, what this represents, the light of Christ entering into this world just as the Christ child did some centuries earlier. Let us take this pagan feast day and reclaim it 
For we are co-redeemers with Christ. And so that's what they began to do. They labeled it Christmas. They threw the big card down and said, Jesus just so happened to be born on this day. So we're going to celebrate too. And we're going to feast. And we're going to have a great time. And we're going to have a, a Christmas turkey with stuffing. And have everyone over. And it's going to be a great time. In a sense, it was subversive what these early Christians were doing. They weren't fearing the culture. They were looking for their way in. They were looking for their access point to see how they could participate and bring a little bit of salt and light into these events and activities and ultimately redeemed this whole day and this whole season and even said, we'll have 12 days of Christmas right up to Epiphany fit just perfectly in their liturgical calendar, in their ancient rhythm. <coughs> and so we have Christmas. And so we celebrate the birth of Christ and other such things. But so often what happens is when there's a moment of redemption, the brokenness and the decay and the ruin tries to find its way back in and diminish it. And that's why we have to continue forward, trusting and believing and knowing that it's a process and choosing to participate in ways that are redemptive and healing and hope-filled, knowing that just a little bit more light each day will build into so much more light in our life someday. So as Christians in this Christmas season might we look for the Christ in the places where Christ first revealed the God self in this world might we seek the Christ and the broken things and the things that are tender and vulnerable the things that seem messy because we probably won't find Christ in the really polished and well-established places. Because Christ again and again chooses to reveal the Christ, to reveal the God Self in places, in the margins, in the liminal spaces, in the, the thin places. Jesus says plainly, I was hungry and thirsty and I was incarcerated and I was an immigrant and I was sick. And whatever you do to one of the least of these, you do unto God. And we see that when God chose to be born into this world, the Spirit descended upon Mary, an unwed teenage mom, raised in Nazareth, a place we know that at least one person, Nathaniel, thought nothing good comes from there. And her husband, engaged but not yet married, Joseph, a right upstanding man, 
Scripture says that we read this evening that he was righteous and he wanted to dismiss her quietly. And had he had it his way, the mother of God would have been left alone to raise the Christ child on her own. But an angel appeared unto Joseph in a dream. And often when angels appear to people, they say, do not fear, do not be afraid, because they're so scary. If you look at the descriptions of angels in the Bible, they're very big and sometimes have fiery swords, and they're not humanoid, you might say, like us. They've got a very different composition. And so they always say, don't be afraid. But Joseph doesn't just say, don't be afraid. He says, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. He keeps it very real and very honest with her. And he says also, you're going to need to name him Jesus. And he wakes from his dream. And he goes to Mary. And he tells her, I'm with you through the long haul. And we got to name him Jesus. So in this season, in places that too often seem discarded or disregarded or painful or hopeless, seek to see the Christ in those places because this is where God chooses to be with us, through us, with others. Make yourself available. Listen well and care deeply and choose to see the Christ in one another so that the Christ in us might be revealed in this season and in our life. Amen.